You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another great edition of Pop Culture Fanatics. On this week, we are having a special table talk conversation. With me, as always, are my two co-hosts that I love so much. First and foremost, from Anxiety and I, your boy Jacob. How you doing, Jake? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm actually I'm ready for this. How you doing? I'm doing fucking fantastic. Yes, we get vulgar on this podcast. So, little kids, please listen up. Learn something, okay? <laughs> my other co-host as well, too. <laughs> All the way from the Virgin Islands himself, but he's not no Virgin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay Rance, how you doing? No, no, no. Ho, ho, ho. Yo, I'm, I'm chilling, but if this is any indication of how the podcast is going to go, we'll have a good time. But I'm chilling. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we are. This is the only way I could have went. <laughs> oh, God. On today's topic of choice... It's a very weird topic. It comes in light of the news that dropped today from Warner Brothers. We're going to be talking about how Warner Brothers has announced that for their 2021 movie selection, all their criteria for 2021 will be dropped. Um, either limited release in theaters and maximum release on HBO Max. How do you guys feel about that? I'm going to go with Jake first. I know you're very opinionated about the situation. <laughs> about 17 films in total so far. And that's that's not including what will come out December and, and November as well, two of next year. But 17 films so far slated for full releases on HBO Max. How do you feel? Ah, man, to be honest, I mean, it's it's heavy. It's it's heavy. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't really can't, who doesn't comprehend like how heavy this news is, when this dropped, I even had people reach out to me directly to get my opinion, I guess, because I am so opinionated on it. Um, <laughs> people reached out to me directly to ask me how I felt about this. And I told him, I was like, guys, this is so important. We're setting up an emergency podcast to talk about this. Like, that's how serious this situation is. And, you know, to be honest, how I feel about it, um let's just say 17 movies is a lot that is a lot of movies um to be going from you know production to um streaming and uh, there's just a lot to talk about so like how i feel i what i feel is that there's a lot to talk about and i think that we're going to get into that it's okay. a very meaty conversation yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's a, a lot of meat on the table right there. I feel very 50-50 on it as well, too. I'm going to bring it over to my boy, Jay. I know sometimes you're not um, much of going to the movies sometimes. Um, and then again, I know you love streaming as well, too. Whether it comes to anime, when it comes to movies in general, or TV shows, streaming is your thing. So, like, how do you feel about 17 movies, you know, theatrical performances, you know, big budget movies that should be seen in theaters are coming to streaming devices? Uh, hot and cold, hot and cold, honestly, because it's also going to be HBO Max and theater simultaneously, I heard. Like, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like a two, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm hot and cold. I mean, it, it sucks that all this time, like you said, all this big production goes into this, and it should be enjoying the atmosphere like a theater. But I guess it's just, you know, the way things are right now. But I'm hot and cold on it as well as you guys are, honestly. Well, let's get into the thick of things. There were rumors swirling around that um, Warner Brothers were going to slowly starting to release movies on the HBO Max series. The first big one that came out was, of course, Wonder Woman 84, which was going to debut on Christmas Day, but also on HBO Max as well, too. 
Um, I thought this was a gimme anyway because at the end of the day, this movie was supposed to debut earlier this year, no matter what. And they were trying to hold the reins on this. They were trying to hold back as much as possible to get a theatrical release because of COVID-19. Um, I felt okay with it, me personally, because I was like, oh, you know what? It's a good gimme for Christmas. It's a good gimme for DC fans. They're trying to build a brand. They're trying to build HBO Max because it's been having low numbers for sales as well, too. So this is a nice little pick-me-up. Plus, Wonder Woman's a nice little gift for everybody on Christmas. But then I also heard that the rumblings that Godzilla and Kong were going to be also released on HBO Max as well, too. And I started wor- worrying just a tad bit because in my personal opinion, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to be the one that says like every movie needs to be seen in theaters. Uh, I understand mm. there's people that do feel that way. I'm looking mm. at it as budget-wise, you know, finances, and the risk of losing sequels, uh, losing a sequel as well too. Like it's been touted for me and for the the monster movie community as well too that if Godzilla versus Khan does not succeed in theaters worldwide, they weren't going to go on with the MonsterVerse. So this, in my opinion, kind of kills it a tad bit because unless there is so much love for this movie beyond Imagine, it's not going to continue. So that's what worries me a tad bit. Jake, I want to get your opinions and thoughts about all this. Yeah, man. So where do I start? Um, you know, to be honest, um, it's 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 a very interesting um, topic that has kind of honestly slipped my mind for a bit only because... You know, I'm not. It's, I don't want to say that I'm not much of a streaming person, only because it's it's hard for me to binge watch anything, just because I just can't stay focused. Like when I'm really into something, then I'm in it. You know, I'm I'm dived into it. But it, streaming itself is just is is a conversation on its own. Because I mean, look at you know what streaming is doing to the TV industry, right? And I think a lot of us have been focused on that in general because, you know, you have all these um, streaming services, these streaming platforms, and even the channels themselves starting to debut their own streaming service um, to, I guess, you know, to pull away from having to pay those, um, you know, those fees and uh, uh, that they have to pay for um, to be part of like a package like uh, from TV companies. So now this can, you know, escape that. But now what is it going to do to the movie industry? And, you know, um, so you got a double whammy here. You got, you know, streaming and what it's doing to the movie industry, but then you also have COVID and, you know, what it's done to the movie industry. So there's a hard, heavy question here that, you know, when you honestly think about it, it it didn't really seem like it was much of a... much of a threat or much of a valid question but now it is you know are we getting close to the end of you know the movie industry as we have always known it um i mean when you really think about it i mean going to the movies that has always been a thing for decades you know movie dates you know movie night out with the boys you know movie night outs um just in general you know then you have um you know your peoples that um utilize christmas day as their movie nights because a lot of big big titles have always come out on christmas day you know so um i I, i'm very torn here because i am also someone that looks ahead you know what i mean so as things progress as things evolve as things change i'm welcome to that and i know that that's gonna eventually happen to a lot of things i mean look at you know the mall industry the mall industry is pretty much dead because of how things are changing so now i'm looking at um the movie theaters uh while it's been great i've always loved it especially our nights that we have um 
what's what's next in the future i mean what exciting things can come out of this so but at the same time i'm also thinking about the people who have you know worked their ass off to you know do these big productions you know what is it going to mean for them how are they going to make their money you know and that's the whole biggest thing about like you said um with 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 the industry you know um what is it going to do to sequels what is it going to do to um these these these, these other franchises and uh these other uh, uh uh projects that have you know the the ability to become something big to become something new to become something fresh um it's 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 a really big question and that's something that i don't have the answer for so it is kind of scary it really really is um well, jay what do you think what's on your mind i mean i share the same sentiments as you as both of you guys actually because i remember growing up in, in streets of new york with with val like that used to be our things we always used to either take the bus or we used to foot troop it to the movie theaters you know growing up we will always want to try to catch the late night movies to think we were cool and hanging out so it's a part that's in my dna as well as everybody's dna um so it's very it's very sad to see that like hey you know this is something that's basically kind of like american you know apple pie basically going stink you know within a few years because we've heard that the movie theaters some are filing for bankruptcy some are having a tough time opening up or majority of them are closed so it's very tough um as far as for the streaming service we're, we're living in the streamer age now you know this is caveats that mm-hmm. we've seen coming plenty of times for movies whether it's fifth element or other any other movies it's going to come to a point where everything has to be streamer because that's the age we're living in um it's uh you know a way of the system the streamers or whatever to get you know a quick money because now everything you get is charged with the streamer for anything you, you download an app oh sign up to a subscription so it's also going with the times like you said this is also very heavily induced because of you know the pandemic covid and things of that nature so but my thing to you guys is that hearing you guys say a lot that these franchise these products will suffer at the end of the day i guess my mentality is different if it's appreciated and loved by the viewers it doesn't matter if it's in the theater or if it's in your crib you get what i'm saying it's, it's going to be gravitated to what's going to be loved and people will clamp for it so i think that's just me that's just me i know the whole ambiance when you're sitting in the movie theaters with your friends with your homies with your family and stuff like that with your shorty <laughs> that's different it's not going to be replicated in a house if you're just sitting on your couch you know doing what you're doing so i get that but if it's well received and loved it's it's gonna do good regardless look at look at mulan on the streamer people tore that shit apart you get what i'm saying so i think that's safe but um as far as for theaters dying (laughs) yeah it sucks it hurts as far as for streamers i mean that's the age we're in now People like to binge. People like to get that quick hit. People like to sit here. I'm kind of like you, you know? Like, I like to watch my shows, but sometimes I like to leave it, like, a little weak basis. That's kind of like the boys did on Amazon Prime. They didn't release it all fast. They didn't want people to binge, you know? But, unfortunately, that's the age we're in now where people just want to binge and get that fast hit. So, um, but it does suck. I mean, I would like to see a little... I, I know I'm going on a tangent, but I would like to see a little reinventing. Let's go back to the, you know, driving movie theaters age and stuff like that. Let's just do shit outside. It, it doesn't have to die, the theater. It, it, it can just be reinvented with the times. So I'm sorry for going on the tangent. I don't know about like, how do you feel? No, I'm I'm glad that you went on that on that tangent. I'm glad that you said that as well too about the evolution because he, my two cents on this is 
okay yes the 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 cinema industry is suffering i understand that but you know when you look at history and you look at the past 10 years especially with netflix netflix has been generating a lot of buzz number one with their tv shows well the streaming mm-hmm. shows you know you look at stranger things and things of that nature and how much buzz mm-hmm. and awards that they have won for the emmys <clears throat> and whatnot right and mm-hmm. you would think that the TV industry and the movie industry would kind of evolve and adapt a tad bit. I mean, you're looking at even last year with The Irishman that debuted on Netflix, one of their biggest movies that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was snubbed from the Oscars, but it, it was making traction. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, you're, you're having the streaming services have Oscar winning movies come out. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I can understand that. Like, some movies are you can watch at home in, in the comfort of your own home i could watch the irishman at home because it's a very slow-paced movie that i can just relax with but sometimes like i'll throw this for example um i know jake you're probably laughing i, I, I asked about this one but a movie like um la la land okay <laughs> a movie like la la land is an absolute beautiful <laughs> movie you take the music out of it the dance routines out of it jake <laughs> the cinematography in that movie the way it's shot every mm-hmm. little bit of color that's in that movie every scene that's mm-hmm. in that movie should be seen in, in, in theaters like it's just that beautiful and unfortunately not mm-hmm. everybody in the household has a 4k television that they can experience right. that and uh, as much as i can watch la la land or godzilla on my tv and enjoy it on my own <clears throat> I remember watching Godzilla with you in the theaters, and you almost cried at watching Mothra. A movie like that, just how beautiful, <laughs> how beautiful the that scene was, and how the music carried over. And we, I think, we saw that in IMAX as well too. And yes, how, we did. How beautiful that movie was shot. That was my idea. You know, yes, it was. And <laughs> when you're looking at that movie. And you're having that shared experience with a person or strangers there's nothing like it and <clears throat> i can yeah. see like the back and forth with it now I'll, I'll, like i'm i'm on the fence with it because i actually feel that theaters should have evolved by now they they saw covid 19 mm-hmm. they saw how much it was uh, affecting mm-hmm. sales they saw the right on the wall they saw how much streaming services were going to pick things up you look at uh disney for example and how onward was earlier this year and how onward was a semi-theatrical release and then quickly went on to uh disney plus and how everyone went there so jay you made an excellent point what happened to the driving experience over here in arizona we have a few of them and i'm super surprised they haven't capitalized the way they should have like the driving experience is the ultimate safety that you had from COVID 19. you're in your own <clears> damn <throat> car watching a movie at nighttime like Word. there is no safer experience besides probably getting mugged just lock your damn door <laughs> other than that like Word. you should make contingency plans and i feel the fact that they were just waiting and waiting and waiting and sometimes you cannot play the waiting game when billions of dollars are on the line. Like, you need to have some kind of contingency plan. You need to have a plan B or a plan C. Um, mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not just, like, the whole movie industry. I think that's just the big times, your Regal Cinemas, your AMCs, things of that nature. I think small cinema is going to survive. If you look at the Alamo Draft House or the small little theaters around, you know, the United States or around the world the theaters that only hold like two two viewings right they can live on mm-hmm. watching gone with the wind 
or Casablanca and get everybody in those theaters because it's so nostalgic and homey that you can attract that audience and it could still survive. Mm-hmm. Big theaters can't because they can't play off that nostalgia every day. They need to do something new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can't really blame like COVID-19. I blame the big theater industry for that. No, you're right. You're right. You're right completely. And, you know, I would never blame COVID-19. What I blame is the response on on every level for that. Because like you said, um, these are things that should have been considered. These are things that um, should have had plans in place. Um, I kind of want to take a step back because, you know, a, a great prime example of a successor right now, somebody who's who's succeeded in adapting to the situation, adapting to the changing in times. Good example and a bad uh, and and you know one who failed was Blockbuster and Netflix. Blockbuster again, there's that nostalgia. People know it, people love it. We even talk about it consistently, and they had the opportunity to see what was happening ahead of time, but they did not take it. And then look what happened. Look at Netflix. Netflix started out with the library, you know, sending out, mailing out the uh, movies to you. But now look at them. They're getting fucking nominated for Oscars, bro. You know, because they realize the opportunities that they had and, you know, they're 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 not relying uh, too much either on a lot of the big names that have been in Hollywood. You know, these are fresh new people that are out. You know, these are people with um, what's the word I'm looking Prestige. for? Uh, you know, determination. Yes. You know, um, but like people who are getting their names out here and, you know, what's what, what's great. And, you, you know, you know, damn well, they notice that they rely on is they rely on the public when it comes to their advertisement. You know, look at how people um, on social media really put um, like I think I, I want to say and I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Umbrella Academy, I learned that because of social media. I still have not yet watched it, but I see the hype around it, which makes me want to go watch it. You know what I mean? And people are finding out movies like um, the fucking <laughs> what is that? Oh, that horror movie? The 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 Baba uh, the, the Baba Duke the <laughs> Baba. Oh, God. The you know, what 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 made that such a fucking social media and a gay icon was that simple typo that ended up putting the Duke in the LGBTQ um, uh, genre, and then like people went with it. And the Duke's an actual gay icon now; it's a gay figure. Like people have used it in their pride logos. Like it's mm. amazing. Um, but it's you know, and that was that's such a fucking B movie, you know. Um, but it's it's again it's the evolution of what they see and they take it they learn from it and they go with it have they made many missteps of course they have and we shit them on shit them on uh shit on them all the time for it right and again you're right the the evolution went and the small film industry you know the small theaters they're going to survive because they know they've been doing it already they've been thinking outside the box for a long time already my favorite experience one of my favorite movie experiences is watching Shaun of the Dead for like the fucking 60th time but I watched it at the Alamo Draft House during a quote along with that movie uh, that was like one of the best experiences I've ever had um, because it was just fun. You know what I mean? Um, it was fresh. It was entertaining. And again, it's a, that nostalgia. But the fact that like you were um, 
you know, everybody was encouraged to sing um, fucking uh, Don't Stop Me Now, you know? <laughs> uh, that shit was just a blast, even though it was literally only me and one girl singing at the top of our lungs in that whole theater. Um, but, you know, they've been playing around with different things like that for the longest fucking time. Um, and these other movie theaters should have seen that. They should have made these plans. They should have brought the drive-in experience back or not so much what we've known it as, but given us something new that is willing to keep their industry alive but still fit to keep us safe from this COVID-19 but still give us that kind of experience you know what I mean there's a lot of things that could have happened I mean obviously I can't think of shit right now because I don't work in the movie industry <laughs> but the fact is we know that there's ideas out there we know there's a there's that potential out there so why didn't they no, do it you, you are <laughs> absolutely right and you know one idea that I, I am seeing here and there but here's the thing. I haven't seen any results with like a high percentage of COVID um, positive tests happen at these events. I've seen um, concerts happen with like little sections um, for people out there experiencing like a co- live concert or something of that nature or whatnot or a gathering where they're in their little cubicles, but they're having the best time in the world. You know, maybe the movie industry could have done that somehow, some way, made it a safer experience. Right now, as we speak, the girlfriend's actually with her sister and she's actually watching one of the Harry Potter movies at a small theater, safe and sound right now. Um, you know, that theater is taking precautions right now on how to make people safe, keep people distant, and have sanit- uh, sanitary um, outlets everywhere around that theater as well, too. So, you know, small theaters know how to do it. They, they've been surviving, like Jake said. They've been dealing with this since, you know, the their rival, the multiplex and whatnot. Like, when the multiplex came out in the, in the you know, 80s and 90s, that was it for small-time theaters. But they managed to survive. They managed to have their dollar pop Horns, you know their little pretzel bites and whatnot they manage to have that homes that homey feeling like that theater next door feeling you know and i think that's a testament to film right there in general like if a theater like that can survive i remember one in t-neck new jersey that's still around today that only has three through three theaters inside of it and would only have like one block blockbuster movie that would show um and it's still around today it's still thriving it's been around since 1930 so you know those will survive it's the big industries like like i said earlier that don't have contingency plans now you could blame them but you can also blame you know the big corporations as well too warner universal studios you know disney what were their contingency plans you know disney of course they had disney plus but even if you look at it now is disney plus succeeding because mulan failed streaming but i don't think wonder woman is going to fail why because people are not going to have to pay $30 plus a streaming subscription. It's going to come straight mm-hmm. up for you. You guys can watch it if you want, or you can go to theaters. It's up to you. Do you think Disney made the wrong move by charging people to watch Mulan? Do you think it would have been well-received, if not the price point? Jay, you want to go first? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um... First of all, I mean, I just wanted to add a little caveat because um, you guys make phenomenal points. Um, big theaters, multiplex, they really didn't have a contingency because the way you see how it is now, it's like, I guess they said, all right, we'll just wait for this to die down. You get what I'm saying? They never had mm. a plan B. And at the end of the day, small theaters are always going to be around. It's kind of like, look at the vinyl. The vinyl came back. You know, vinyl, is, it's where it's at and stuff like that. So those mom and pop feels those you know mom and pop shops small drive-in theaters like that are always gonna 
adapt because they know they're not the biggest it's kind of like david and goliath so they have to find ways around kind of like jake said they had sing-along night little stuff like that you know people are gravitated to so that's why they're always going to survive and that's why the multiplexes are suffering because they didn't have a plan b so but to answer um about the disney plus yeah that was a fail that was a fail because people are automatically going to sit here and say, I'm already paying $7.99. Or if you're playing, uh, paying for the triple pack, you're paying $14. Like I am almost 15 for the Disney plus the ESPN and Hulu, which is a great value. But why do I have to pay $30 to watch Mulan? Then you're going to discipline me. Basically I have to wait until the 30th or whatever it was to, to be able to see it. So that right there is already off the bat that you're failing. Kind of like Jake said, why do you know you have to pay for an extra cable package or a channel package, things like that. People are going to sit here and say, we're in a time of pandemics. You know, some people are losing their jobs. Some people are unemployment. I don't have $30 to dish out on top of the eight bucks that I'm already dishing out. So it, they set themselves up for failure, in my opinion. And if you want to do that, you have to put out a phenomenal film. But still at that, you don't charge people an extra 30 bucks on time of pandemics. So you're just being greedy. That's just my views on the Disney Plus. I don't you know how you guys feel about it. Uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because I feel the kind of complete opposite. Only because when I appreciate something, I'm going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I felt when it came to Mulan. I was like, you know what? Um, you know, they're advertising the fuck out of it. Beaut you know, visually, this movie looks fucking beautiful. I would pay for this. Why? Because it deserves to be paid for. It's the same way I felt, you know, when I would go see a movie. I mean, there's a difference between paying a $12 uh, movie ticket price compared to a $30, you know, streaming ability to stream the movie but then again you know you kind of compare that to buying the movie out on dvd when it when it comes out which you know a lot of people still ended up doing that anyway probably the same people that complained about paying the 30 fucking dollars you know to to stream it but then they ended up going to buy it at target you know when it came out the next day or you know whenever the fuck it came out can, can i thing. can it's i like, counter that argument real quick though I, if yeah it's now unless you're looking for the special features that's pointless mm -hmm. for me like unless i'm looking exactly. for the for the art of the movie itself the way it was shot the way the director's cut uh the commentary in the background the special features mm -hmm. why there's no mushu in the movie whatsoever spoiler alert you know okay like cool like <laughs> I, i'll pay for that value itself but wouldn't you want to just wait for it then to come out if it was coming that fast on dvd That's a good question. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, I'm going to be that asshole that's going to say no. <laughs> no, because because I, I, no, I wouldn't. Because again, if I really wanted to see it that night, I would have and I would have paid for that. But again, that's just me. That That's honestly just me because I've done that shit. I, I I'm the you're wrong not. person to ask, bro. Because no, I mean, I, I, have, I you're not. I have driven across town just to get some fucking birra tacos, you know, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, I, I've driven across town for some twelve dollar ass tacos, you know, because <laughs> yeah, I, but I, you're I, not I'm, wrong. I'm the person that's willing to do that, though, no, even I, if I don't have fucking money. You're not. You're not mm -hmm. wrong. Sorry for, for cutting you off, Val. You're not wrong for feeling like that because we all feel like that. Like. You give me, you give me something. If I want to see it, if I want to own it, or if, whatever it is, if I'm gravitated to it, I'm gonna pay for it. Like I said, you know, when it comes to gaming, I don't mind microtransactions. Make it worth my while. I think that's the point Val was talking. If you're gonna sit here, <clears throat> excuse me, and make me pay thirty bucks for Mulan, give me the extra features that people are not gonna see. You know, and don't even add those mm -hmm. extra features onto mm -hmm. the streamer after. See that? I agree. 
That I agree. That I agree completely. Because again, yes, the the whole point that I'm making is that if you are going to charge for it, make it either reasonable or yeah. um, again uh, 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 fulfilling. You know, if mm-hmm. I am going to pay thirty dollars for it, for it, you know, give me something to it. You know, include the fucking soundtrack. Exactly. Something. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah, you you guys are right about that. Um, be, go ahead. Go give ahead. me fucking, give me Mushu, fucking, give me a tour of where you shot this movie. At. You know what I'm saying? Like here we, here we got. You know, this is where we shot it. This is this. Show me the landscape. Show me the scenery. Show me the backstage orchestra. Like you know, I got uh, the Greatest Showman on DVD, bro. That's the complete package. I got the the digital, the Blu-ray, everything. Like, What's the sing-along version? No, you're you're making great <laughs> points. Like if it was like Mulan came out, Disney Plus is there. You pre-ordered this somehow, right? And throughout that whole week, they were giving you special mm-hmm. features. The music behind Mulan. The making of Mulan. A 24-7 yeah. and on why Mulan but- was made or something like that. Leading up to the movie. Then yes, I spent my $30 wisely. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Honestly, though, knowing Disney, and I'm willing to put my money on this, is that was a pure fail. <laughs> I don't think they, that was going to be their intent the entire time. But yes, I think that that was a test to see, okay, what's going to happen? Let's do it. Screw it. You know, let's see what happens. And they did. So I wouldn't put him past them. So quick question to you guys. We know um, that also they've been speculating about Black Widow. Do you think Black Widow will get a better reception if charged for $30, Jake? I, I no because I wouldn't even spend. Time. I, I, Frank knows how I feel about this. I have no interest in Black Widow whatsoever as a movie. I just I've I've never really liked her character. I mean, yay, good for her, um, you know. Um, but I it's just but putting it on a more general question, <sighs> fanboys, man, they're gonna do it. I think they were or. They might just no. kill it because you know how fanboys are at the same time. Yeah. They I, might hack the shit out of it. <laughs> but no, I think I think if anything that they're going to be willing to pay for that. Um, but I, ca- I counter all this. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Seriously, because if 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 Disney was so worried about this, <laughs> they were shooting themselves. They did shoot themselves in the foot because if they were testing the audience on this, they already passed the test with Onward. Like did a, they did a short theatrical release, a short one. It was only out there for maybe a week or two, maybe mm-hmm. straight to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And it had a better reception on Disney Plus than it did in the theaters. People were clamoring. It drove people to buy Disney Plus. It, <laughs> Mulan did not drive any numbers. Mandalorian no, gets I more think, love. And you I, get I, that I, from I, a week to week basis. That is three movies in like three no, weeks. No, because. Right no. I know. I think it's just because it was a better movie. Honestly, I think it was just because it was a better movie. And then if you remember, Mulan had a lot of political backlash as it was because of the actress and some things that she said anyway. Um, I think Onward, I, I still haven't seen Onward. I, Onward I is what? Because, I don't know, Fan- it just doesn't interest me. What? Onward um, is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm being the frank right now in the conversation. I just have no interest in watching it. Uh, my roommate has been trying to get me to watch Sacrilege. that movie. You know, she's told me Sacrilege. how great it is, and I'm sure it is. But 
<laughs> I, I, I just have no interest in watching that movie. But again, I honestly think it's just because it was a better movie. I mean, there was a lot of things wrong with Mulan. I, as, as visually appealing as it was, and I love mm-hmm. what they did with the character in general, but just the okay, the I'll, I'll, I'll of throw that this at you to counter awful. that right there, Jake. And knowing that the testing, that the test screening for Mulan was poor as well, too. There was no successful test screening for Mulan whatsoever. Why would you still charge people $30 for that? Like, at, at that point right there, you're already giving people what they want with things like The Mandalorian, like your Disney specials. There's a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus that people don't watch, like documentary series, makings of, everything that goes along with their catalogs. And still, that was ten t- all that is 10 times better than what they gave us Mulan plus the price point right there like to be honest I'll say this right now and you know how I feel about this movie I think Aladdin was 10 times better than Mulan and I hated Aladdin oh yes I think I think I it's a more far. enjoyable experience far, but... enjoyable experience than Mulan <laughs> nah just because nah. you know what he's the biggest criticism I have of the movie I like the hell out of Jafar <laughs> I thought I love Jafar. Jafar was the worst. No, Jafar was no Jafar was hot. I, 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 God, that man. Jafar but, was hot. I love it. I love but it. but that was no. That was just an awful movie. That was just awful because see, here's the thing. I liked Mulan that, and, and I think people were pissed off because it did yeah. follow the cartoon movie. Yet I hated Aladdin because it followed the cartoon movie too much, too much. So like they, they everything about it, the scripting, the 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 over dramatic movements, and um, you know just the the acting itself was just way over the top because I felt like they were trying to replicate the animation too much. Whereas I didn't get that feeling with Beauty and the Beast. I thought Beauty and the Beast had its own very different flow and it fucking worked and I loved it. Okay. Aladdin just did let, too let, much. Let me, we're not even going to talk about Lion King. You, but Mulan let me throw this was Lady established as something different. Disney Plus and they did not charge $30 for that. Now Lady and Tramp is an okay movie. It plays beat by beat as a cartoon as well too. It's an okay movie. Oh, it's 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 a decent movie. Know, it's not bad. Whether whether great. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not CGI I'm not dogs. <laughs> CGI <laughs> dogs as well too. But like that, a movie like that that hits nostalgia could have been charged thirty dollars, but they chose not to as well too. I'll throw this one at you too. Next year, Jungle Cruise. Are you gonna pay thirty dollars on Disney Plus to watch The Rock do a Jungle Cruise movie adaptation? Oh no! You know you, you, off, yes. you know you won't. You know you won't. You know you. No, fuck no. If if I wouldn't watch him fight a building, then but I to agree with your point, though, I would pay thirty dollars to see Godzilla vs Kong on HBO Max, knowing that I'm gonna get that experience. Thank but you. would I be reluctant, though? Yes, because Thank I you. know that if I have the yes. option. To safely see it in a theater, I'll go see that first in a theater. If I can go to the theater and know that I'm in a safe area, that I'm gonna enjoy the cinematic experience, especially with maybe a couple people there, even my best buds next to me, like you or Jay, then of course I'm gonna choose the theater. And I think that's what 
WB is actually giving us right now. They're giving us the choice as well, too. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. the chaos mm-hmm. and the woe is me that everybody's making it feel. Like, everybody in social media is saying this is the death of cinema. I don't agree with that. I just feel that there's more opportunity mm-hmm. out there. And this is a way for cinemas to adapt. Warner mm-hmm. Brothers is trying to adapt as much as possible. And it's just for one year. I'm going to retort on that and kind of when you say the death of cinema, I'm saying the okay. death of cinema as we have known it, as it has always been in, for decades, you know, the same, same old, same old, same old, right? Again, this was a perfect opportunity. and But, but you know, let's not be wrong. I mean, it, even, you know, with the vaccine and everything that happens, you know, with COVID, it's going to be a while if things even go back to some type of norm, because there's mm-hmm. always going to be that kind of um, paranoia, mm-hmm. right? So I think businesses of all kinds are going to adapt from here on out, um, at least for several years before everything eventually goes back to some type of normal normalcy as we've known it. But again, that's going to be years ahead because there's just going to be that fucking paranoia, right? So the movie experience as we have known it, I think that's what's lingering because, again, I'm blaming it on a failed response by the cinemas themselves right that's that's what i mean because uh, uh, yes i mean they're offering like the conversation we had about um renting out this the theater for yourself for like 99 dollars, right if you had enough people it works you know what exactly. i mean even though it kind of defeats the purpose of you know the whole covid thing <laughs> but again that's 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 not the that's not a response that's just a, 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 a fucking um, a desperate attempt to keep your you know um, your business running. That sounds like a good <laughs> <No>. time to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with this popcorn bucket. <laughs> There's a lot wrong. There's a lot right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They put too much butter in here. That's not <laughs> Um, no but that's what I'm saying it's but but again I think it's for the good because look at where streaming has gone today I mean it started with something as you know um, something that Netflix started a long time ago I don't even know if Netflix is the one that started it but thinking about early Netflix streaming days right Mm -hmm. look at where it's gone now like I said every almost every single fucking channel and their mom has their own streaming service now that you pay to get special shit to get access to every single season of every season every single show right then that's changing the tv dynamic forever pretty soon and tv you know we can we can say this you know because i've been part of the tv industry it's it's already struggling it's already scared because it can't adapt to that fast now this is where movie theaters are coming into play because they're at that point now. They have to reevaluate what they've done and what they need to do. So that's why I, that's what I mean when I say you know the movie industry is dying or is is going to die. And I mean the, the theater experience industry. The, yeah, the theater experience is never going to be the same ever again. You're fine. For cutting you off, Alf, you're going to say something. Um, it's never going to be. It's it's never going to be the same again because this is like you said. Jake hit the the nail right on the head. The psyche, human psyche, is broken. But to an extent that it's like it's never going to be the same. You're always going to be the same, even if it goes back to somewhat normal, which is not. 
it's always going to be, I don't want to be next to you because I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Back then you had like people that were germaphobes and stuff. But now when you shatter the psyche like this, it's like, right. I yeah, I, I don't want to be next to you. You know, even if you're in a clean, safe Going- <laughs> I just, I just pictured a fucking uh, a Star Wars theater, bro. Like the fucking all the Star Wars fans. The ones that the basement, you know, sitting next to all the different basement trolls that like never <laughs> left their house in the light of day. You know, you were you were around all those say, fucking Jake? people that were. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So like, some back and forth on it as well, too, man. Because like. I, I understand what you guys are saying on that side, but in some ways, I feel like it is a blessing for some movies. I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll be the one that because no one wants to say it. Everybody's like, every movie should be seen in the theater, but the traditional movie that people are used to, unfortunately, is it's not the powerhouse or are not the powerhouses that they once were. You know, if if you look at movies like mm. you know um, that come out like like Tenet, for example. I'll straight up, I'll be very honest, because people love Nolan. I like Nolan to some extent as well, too. But I don't care if, if we were not in a pandemic. I don't think Tenet was going to draw blockbuster numbers no matter what. I think it was a decent movie. I think it had um, it had a lot of speculation. <laughs> and I think people were interested in the mystery behind Tenet. But I don't think it was going to draw people like Inception was, mm-hmm. or even to some degree Interstellar was. I think it was just a decent movie, and it was going to make decent numbers. So the movie that the traditional style of movie that we're used to i think that's dying little by little unfortunately it's because of these big budget high produced movies like the marvel movies dc movies you know monster movies anything that's like fantastic anything that has a big explosion avatar transformers all these other ips that are very expensive and cgi and explosions and craziness these are the blockbuster movies out there that are taking control it doesn't even have to be a good movie i'll be I know, Jay. I know you love this movie, um, but I'll say it right now. Venom, I thought was fucking atrocious, but hmm, I, I think Venom. Venom is atrocious. Hold on, hold on. No, hold. Venom is an atrocious movie. When the hell? When the hell did I ever say I liked Venom? I didn't even. I, I never got past the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I think you said Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought you were gonna defend it. I was like, look at you. <laughs> I look like, hold up. <laughs> Do you see it? Yes. Because I was about to fucking take your so bitch. Like, when the hell did I ever say I liked Venom? <laughs> Jay, what the hell is wrong with you? Bro, it's a, it's a cult classic. I mean, yeah. Oh, it, hell no. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to shit on you, bro. I'm not going to shit on you. I, I, I'm not, you know. every I like some weird shit that, you know. You know, yeah, but make your money, but bro. Hey, but Jay's <laughs> not alone shit. because you know, that that made gangbusters. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Val Cisco dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. 
Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao serve numbers you know that's why we're getting a sequel for it you know especially internationally they love that movie Mm. but i i'll shit on international views all day because they don't care about substance they care about explosions um no. No, I, think it's America. I mean but Michael Bay doesn't make his money America, in America Michael like, Bay makes his money in China fucking... okay they love that shit they love <laughs> why do you think we have five fucking Transformer movies don't you see why though look at their look at look, the, no look at their this fucking is... movies that they put out bro have you seen some of the disaster and like you know me i'm a fucking weeb all day you know japan is amazing in so many fucking ways but their movies this is why like japanese movies don't do well like at all because they're just so poorly produced they're still using fucking windows 98 and half their fucking computers in 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 their businesses bro it is this is just the weirdest fucking um contradiction ever i don't understand yeah but it. at the same time it's, though it's like weird uh those are the movies that are making so much money in the theaters i think it's a blessing for movies like the irishman for example or like movies that will be coming out as, later as well too for example here's a warner brother movie that's coming out next year that i think it, it wouldn't make a lot of money i i i it will make money maybe it'll make if nothing was challenging it and we didn't live in a pandemic and it had free roam for that weekend i think doom honestly will make subpar money i know it has a lot of nostalgia people love the original movie and they love the backstory of dune and whatnot and, uh is that rock wait we talk rock right no not doom doom oh yeah doom oh 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 doom what the fuck's doom yeah exactly okay from the book exactly exactly okay it's a it's a classic I think they're still gonna do good regardless. Oh, yeah, see, but that's, that's the thing right there, yeah. Jake. But Jake's response oh, right there. That's her. what it is. She, that, uh, um, Jake's response yeah. to the movie. A lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, dude, that that's that thing that came out. Well, that's that book that came out. That's that movie adaptation that came out all those times. They'll see it, but it's like Blade Runner mm-hmm. that came out. The the sequel to Blade Runner. Great movie." fantastic yeah. you know that's a movie you should see in the theaters because the cinematography in that movie is outstanding the sound quality in that movie is outstanding but it didn't make blockbuster numbers because it was just hitting on nostalgia tropes that's really about it the same thing with doom i think it will make okay money but i think you mm-hmm. throw that on hbo max like it's going on right now it'll get all the fanboys that live in their fucking um 
um, basements and everywhere else. They will fucking lo- they will lose their shit because now oh, yeah. they get to have that isolated moment with a movie they feel pinned to, that they feel connected to by themselves, and they can introduce that movie to other people that go to their basements and say, "Hey, mm. let's watch this." Hell, that's how I got our boy Jay to watch half the movies that I love right now is because I'm like, "Hey, send a couch for me. Let's watch this shit right here." Because you have that singular experience. It takes a lot to say, hey, let's spend almost $30 in a theater right now with popcorn and drinks and all this shit and try to watch this movie that we may or may not like. Me and Jake are kind of like that, but for the wrong reasons. We'll shit on a movie. We'll get drunk and fucking yell at that theater. That's okay. (laughs) But like some people just don't want to spend that much money going out there and risking it on a movie. I, I but to be honest too, bro. Like I would be very skeptical if the first thing that came out of your mouth was, "Hey, sit on the couch with me." Well, no. <laughs> like, excuse me. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> the hours. <laughs> no, but 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 I I mean you're you're completely right, and so that kind of ties into what I was saying earlier. Um, use your use the public, use your fan base, use the people that are paying for your service to hype this shit because you know that they will you know people make lists all the time there are people on youtube people you know making podcasts including you remember all the episodes you did about you know what to watch on netflix you know you were being the one that was going through and watching all the shit that people would normally pass and giving your opinions on it and you know giving your ratings about it people are doing that and it is bringing to light this is this is essentially a new way to redo your advertisement this is this is a new um mm-hmm. opportunity to do ever you know to 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 capitalize on a different type of advertising and that's what that's what all these things need you know one of my biggest 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 issues complaints and i fucking hate it are are, are trailers that give you everything i fucking hate that i've always hated it and while i'm like and i'm a I will say I'm a Chris, Christopher Nolan fan. Like, yes, uh, he's cool. But I love that he doesn't give you much at all. That's what I want. That's what I want to see more of. And let the movie itself tell you everything. You know, you need to be surprised. It, I don't want to laugh cowboy? at all the good jokes during your fucking trailer. <laughs> That's why I don't watch comedy movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do that, you know. Um, I mean, no, but... Ch- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry for um, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I was just kind of just like oh, ooh, snowball. <laughs> it was just snowballing into something. So. <laughs> oh, look at that! Speaking about Jay, what are you gonna say? Go for it. Snowballing, but no, um, <laughs> no. I, I was gonna say because like you guys are hitting, you know, uh, the perfect caveats. Capitalize on your fan base because looking at the list, I don't think a movie like Doom, I don't think a movie like Space Jam, I don't think a movie like Matrix is gonna suffer because I've seen the Matrix already fucking a dozen times you know on streamers so you're used to that but this is the time where you know these uh directors and all this stuff like that and all these films these cast players this is the time where you can sit here i mean we're living in an era where you fucking doing zoom calls why not sit here have you know these personal moments with your viewers like let's just say for example hypothetically speaking the cast of wonder woman 84 we're gonna live stream with you we're gonna sit here on release day on christmas and we're gonna sit, that would be sit cool. here with you guys you get what i'm saying and watch it do interact that would be fucking fantastic exactly you know? do interactive stuff like that and you know 
it, it, it won't it won't be bad and Warner Brothers is doing it good because you're getting the option of the streamer and they get the option in the theater so but it, you got to start you know doing these little interactive things to, people love interaction you know people love behind the scenes stuff Ooh. so those are perfect L- let's things talk that about capitalize that because you made a great opinion. point about the movies that are coming out you know this list is pretty long but the key movies that I that that I see here and you mentioned right now let's say Matrix 4 you know already it, it had a, a, a very small caveat mm-hmm. because you have a collective bunch of individuals or maybe just a good fan base right now that are clamoring for that next Matrix movie. Um, and then you also have people that are like, well, don't mess with the with the trilogy you have. It's already done with. It's, it was a great ride. Leave it alone. Or try to do a different adaptation. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're trading on the same territory with Keanu again. Um, I think you make a great point mm-hmm. with that. Like, Are you guys mm-hmm. both hyped for another Keanu Reeves Matrix movie? Uh, I'll take this one off the bat. The the Matrix should have been left alone. The trilogy was fine. Trilogy was perfect with me. This is just another way of juicing it. I know there's a way Jay likes to say. I mean, Jay says like, I forgot the word, but yeah, this is just basically you're just trying to pinch another penny out of the Matrix out of Keanu Reeves. I mean, he's big right now. He's gonna come out as Johnny Silverhand and, and Cyberpunk. So this is just trending with the times in which this all is going. I, I mean. I, I'm not looking forward to it. It should have been left. Yeah, kind of like Anchorman. Anchorman should Zoolander. <laughs> Matrix should have never got a Matrix Four, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Jay? Are you looking forward to the Matrix? Uh, I, for those of you who know me, know I have never seen one Matrix movie. You're, um, you're you're missing out. And so I've been told. Um, <laughs> but I will say. I think there. I, I think it was capitalizing off the there, Keanu Reeves hype. There you go, capitalizing. You know, capitalizing off that Keanu Reeves hype. Uh, you know, I mean, and he deserves. He's a chill guy. You know, he's he's done a lot of you know very iconic roles. But I think I think that's all it was. It's just internet hype every day for just Keanu Reeves itself. And so I think that's where a lot of that came from. Unless there was always an idea for a four, there was just never a I time mean, you could do it. You could have played with so many ideas. You had so many casts. You had so many iconic characters. Zion. You had Morpheus. You had the Oracle. You had for Zion. Jake is like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> why, why, why can't we have... <laughs> why? Are these spices? I, what's happening here? <laughs> why can't we have a little off, offspring between Trinity and Neo? Something. You could have well, seen something. Here's the thing, though, and and um, I mean, I, I I'm the wrong person to be saying any of this, though. But I don't. But like, isn't that a kind of universe on its own, though? But can't you do yeah. other things? Can't you expand on that universe? It's basically Did a living software. Yeah. Softwares get rebooted all the time. That was the whole premise of part two: is that things were going to get rebooted. So, so why would it work? I feel like with this specific movie. They're not trying to do something new per se. They're relying on nostalgia. And not to say that it wouldn't work, but that's the only way people are driving yeah. to the theaters for this movie. It's because of Keanu. You take Keanu out of this movie, no one was going to go to the theaters for this besides maybe some hardcore fans that really love The Matrix. But they were curious to see what... Yeah, they were curious to see what would happen. I would have. Curious I to see. <laughs> so... Bro. So what if you made what 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 if you took this idea and this concept Boom. and made it into so like a, you go. 
uh, that, 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 that's one thing that's the evolution mm-hmm. uh, of film or that's the evolution of, of Warner Brothers together like they should be looking at this and saying okay we have a platform right now to continue a series for how many years without relying on one movie to possibly either ruin or salvage that franchise they have a scapegoat right now to do that they're refusing to mm-hmm. do that because they want to capitalize on big money productions um, you know it, it sucks too because yeah. you know Jay, you made an excellent point. Like, you know, you know, this is their time where we're in a pandemic. You're on Zoom calls, bro. Right now, the collective movie industry altogether should be sitting down and saying, we have a year right now to maybe, or Warner Brothers specifically, because they love rehashing the same fucking IPs, to say, let's buckle down. Let's go to target audiences and say, what do people want? And make new ideas new movies new fucking you know universes all together go ahead and just stretch the imagination get young and uh, upcoming directors get the indie people make people fall in love with cinema again you have a year right now to do it why are you just still treading on fucking old waters right now because laziness lack lack of imagination lack of spontaneity yeah. yeah no no seriously like um I- i'm looking at some i'm looking i'm finally looking at like the actual list of you know the movies um i had no idea there was a tom and jerry uh movie coming out and mm-hmm. i i mean it, it it honestly takes me back to um uh, uh what's his what what was their name fucking bullwinkle um rocky and bullwinkle uh, rock rocky and bullwinkle <laughs> so, so much for jake paying attention to our podcast page because um, i put just, it on there uh, but all right <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly. I was doing other things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just fuck off. (laughs) Um, But like, see, like I I can't really shit on Space Jam because, um, again, that was something that was always in talks for like the longest time. For as long as I remember, I remember people always. But that is something that can adapt because, again, these are new. This is this, this is based off new players. You know, these are new people yeah. that can get involved in this this is a like i said that's why it's called a new legacy because it is it's it's an entirely different new generation of mm-hmm. players for people to grow up on and to find a movie mm-hmm. to love like we did with this one I'll, with michael jordan i'll just like, deal with that it's because it's time for that old but I- it's an old ip though you're still real of course you, you know, would you're trying to surround yourself with nostalgia that I I don't think this I, I, I mean yes I, I I see I see your argument but again but this that is one that can um, be adapted to something new and stay fresh whereas like yes. other things like like what well, the fuck the are you doing time in live action in honestly a way. no <laughs> yeah wait, wait, so wait, it's so girl. it's like it's like that one that video, <laughs> like alone. video with the bunny. <laughs> was it was it like claymation? What was the name of that? You leave that production video? alone. Michael Jackson like a turned thing. into a robot, um, then he turned into a statue. It was all CG animation, and it was fantastic. You leave Michael Jackson and that movie alone. <laughs> I didn't say that it wasn't, but I'm saying like that's what I think about when I see this shit. Um, <laughs> but I will say, as much as I love Mortal Kombat and I love like you know fan made shit of it. Does it really need to be? I, if it comes out, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Um, but again, like you said, it's I want, and I, I've said this plenty of times, and this is why I said like I'm not a big Scarlett Johansson 
fan because I feel like I've seen her in so many fucking things though. And to me, it's always the same fucking role. Um, I I want new people. I want I want to see new faces. I want I, they don't necessarily have to be younger. I mean, it, it's when I say a, a young fresh um, take on you know different people. I mean I mean all ages, all sexualities, you know, all identities. I want to see more of that. I love the people that we've grown up with. I love the people that we've seen plenty and plenty of times. I love Meryl Streep up and down. But let's 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 get new people out there. Let's get new writers out there because they are out there. You know, I'm I'm I've learned to appreciate that by watching. Um, this might sound silly, but like I have been like just binging on watching you know the voice actors um and actresses that have done the parts in like the you know the games that like final fantasy 7 remake you know the resident evil remake you know watching them talking you know hearing their stories talking about you know the production of everything has just been such a fascinating thing you know what i mean um like the the girl who did uh eris's voice um for the final fantasy 7 remake she was a youtube star bro like she was a not even i don't want to say youtube star but she was just a youtuber just you know recording her gaming experience and now here she is is part of a big giant budget um game such as um, final fantasy 7 remake which is fantastic and watching her expression as she's seen herself you know um voice for the first time uh, on the game was just like everything to me bro that shit made me cry mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's i've learned to appreciate that and you know um whenever they complete a game or you know anything uh, they let the full credits roll to show to pay homage to all the people who've worked their ass off to to make that production what it was mm-hmm. and i've learned to really appreciate that and so that's what i'm saying like there's a lot of great talented people out there um and i want to see more of them and you know let's see what what people can put out and that's why i love watching um one of my favorite things to um search are lgbt movies on in netflix because not just because I'm fucking gay, but because like they are like some of like just the most simplest fucking just I don't want to say B, uh, um, uh, what's not not B movies, but you know just a simple like, like small budget, safe movies, yeah, simple chill movies. Like they're not yeah they, that's it. They're safe. They're like safe. they're like I can relate to this. This is my life story, I, I, so I can dig it. But it's not as challenging as you want it to be. So. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Okay, but I mean, just uh, sorry for butting in. Like, I get, I get, I get Val's opinion, and I get Jake. I, I agree. You know, Space Jam, even though it's old, yeah, but it's for the new generation, millennials. You know, did LeBron is their Michael Jordan. You get what I'm saying? That's their guy. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think a movie like that would suffer, like Jake said. So. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask Val a question. How do you feel about? Because I know you love musicals. How do you feel about the Heights? Do you think that would that should have been in theaters? You know, or that's one. Will of the it get the same reception really on chat about? Because I have a very close um, personal relationship with it. In the Heights, I think that is um, ha- such a great movie for New York in general. Um, it's a, a Broadway musical that is, just speaks to Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. uh, Dominicans, um, the uh, Hispanic culture in general living mm-hmm. in New York. Um, it's it's a movie that mm-hmm. I think can captivate a certain audience. But here's the thing, though, um, it succeeded its ass off, in, 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 you know, in, in its Broadway productions and travelings. You know, the same way as Hamilton, same you know, same producers, same directors, yeah. you know, um, the same stars. Um, I think the movie would have done the same way. 
Uh, I don't think it would have done like gangbusters, but it had could it win a Oscar for best musical or best performances? Hell yeah, it can. And uh, I'm sad to see that because I think a movie like that is very personal. It can touch a lot of people, especially in the East Coast as well too. Um, I think the music, the story, everything behind that. That, that script, that play, that movie is going to be fantastic and am I sad that I'm not going to, or drones of people, because I'm not sure what's going to happen by next year, who knows what will happen, but um, let's say things are the way it is right now, am I sad that drones of people are not going to be in one audience and experience that, that together as strangers and just coming out of it with a different experience in life, like I felt when I watched it in Broadway I'm a little sad about that, yes, because I had the same experience with Rent. I had the same experience with a lot of movies, but Bro. It, there is a silver lining because what if that movie does not succeed? What if people don't connect? There's there's a lot of things that people cannot connect with in the Heights. You don't know what a Bidagua uh, vendor is, okay? You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's just <laughs> exactly. That's just like there, there's a man, lot man, of Mr. things Bidagüero. people don't know. About bodega. So our people don't know how it is to fucking you know go to the bodega, know that's a cat sitting on a loaf of bread. And are you gonna get it or not and shit like that? Chopped cheese and shit like that. People don't know how it is like how 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 it is to suffer in New York City, but love the fact that you're there because it's just an essence. Yeah, you are. You are. It, it, living suffering. in New York, it, it's it's a it's an entity on its own. It's like it, it, it's not living. It's surviving. But, it literally is. Like you're paying high rent for no reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think. I think. I think you're underestimating that though, because I feel like a lot of people, while they won't connect to it, because they don't know, this is a way that they are going to connect because they're either in a similar situation. But I, I think us, especially like our generations. Our recent generations we are willing and we are captivated by hearing other stories and and and, and i think that i think that you're underestimating i mean that's I think, why oh, um you know uh, that's if, why if if it gets popular reception sorry for cutting you off it'll just be because yeah. of um, what's his name lee manuel miranda that's it I don't, if it gets popular reception it's just i think word of, of word of mouth I, in the heights think, as the play uh, was big uh, enough because it did win multiple tonys but at the same token like is there mm-hmm. is there a cultural difference between the West Coast and East Coast? But 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 that that that's what I was gonna say. Is somebody on the West Coast gonna sit here and open their streamer up and allow a East Coast, you know, Dominican Puerto Rican type movie into their house? You get what I'm saying? I, I don't think so. I, I and you know you you're, you're right because fucking the yeah. Latin but I'll throw this to you too, Jake. Is, is La La Land. Else you have no interest in La La Land. Exactly. Straight up. I'm sorry. I mean, you listen to the soundtrack over and over in my car. You have no interest in seeing that movie whatsoever. But there's a lot of things that you can't connect to that movie as well, too. No more you don't like musicals to begin with. But the same token, like, it has a lot of Los Angeles, like, subplot. Like, the whole thing is living in L.A. It's a very much a California movie. I have no connection to that. I hate L.A. with all my heart. I have, like, I, I go there. It's just, fuck, it's fake New York. I don't care to me um at the end of the day like i absolutely <laughs> love that movie and i could understand i can see someone's point of view from living in la that's what i wasn't so shitting how are on you it. shitting on in the high i wasn't if, shitting if, on that, it i was that's saying exactly I your fucking point though i can see. no that's what you're that was no no everything that you said was like 
Like nobody's this gonna know that this heard got me. I nobody's said gonna say this, this. They're not gonna know this. And then I said, I said no. I said so. What I said, you're underestimating this movie and like the 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 reaction that people are gonna have to it. You're like no, yeah, Lean Manuel, blah blah blah. Like bro, like you just tore my fucking argument apart. And then you said in your godlike complex. So let me just take this and add okay. one more strawberry. Okay, check this out. Oh, look, now it's grand. Now it makes sense. You just proved my you you just proved my Ooh, point because guy, I am that one percent that will go watch La La Land. The one percent that will go ahead and buy the DVD, the one percent that loves the production and has the movie that still watches it on HBO for no damn reason, knowing that I have the DVD in my fucking back pocket. Okay, I'm that one percent. You're that ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent that will still not watch it though. Okay, there are more of you than there are more of me, Jake. All right. So to answer your question, yes, it is still risky for people to go out there and enjoy that movie. The same way it's still risky for people to go out there and still enjoy Rocky Horror Picture Show. Why? Because they're scared of that movie. Because they cannot connect to it. You you never seen it? I I've just never seen it. I, it, so. I, I know. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a horrible gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but you know, to, to, to answer your original question, um, it, it, uh-huh. it, it's 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 yes and no for me because I do think that it'll be great for a family to sit down and watch it on HBO Max and enjoy it. But I really feel like the, to enjoy the full scope of In the Heights, the music, the mm-hmm. the cinematography, the way it's shot, to see the sunset go go down across the George Washington Bridge, there's no feeling like that than actually going to the fucking, you know, Dykeman or going to 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 the Washington Heights and seeing that yourself. But to see that in IMAX and enjoy that. You can't see that on the TV that I have at home. Like, I'll, I'll enjoy it, but I'll clamor to see it in a theater. What about the, what about the Facebook Oculus? <laughs> um, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I kind of no, want to cut in here for a second, and I'm sorry, but I have to. Because there's something, something that you had mentioned, Frank, um, that hit me, like, right in the fucking feels, is that moment when you're all leaving the theater together with a whole bunch of fucking strangers and you all just felt for the most part um felt that same kind of emotion you know um like that is that is a beautiful fucking feeling like it truly is like that is a feeling like no other and and that immediately uh uh uh, took me back to the point of uh watching the movie Detroit. I don't know if anybody's seen it. I've mentioned it a couple of times before, but that was one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, I, I, I don't easily get sick with, with things, but this movie, like, oh, like got me sick to the point where, like, I was just nauseous because of just, like, how well shot that that movie was and, like, the emotions that it makes you feel the entire time watching that fucking movie. And I've never seen a, a, a movie empty so fucking quiet because, like, you're just taking in everything that you just saw. It, it's like you knew everybody was feeling the exact same thing that you were. It was it was phenomenal. Um, and it was it, I think that movie did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 is something that you know, like you said, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that is that that's gonna be missing from from the movie experience. But I think going back to you know the whole original conversation, I think it's a smart thing to do to um, do a double premiere, you know, in theater and and um, and on streaming because 
like you said, Frank, uh, and and anybody anybody who thoroughly enjoys something, um, you're gonna go you're gonna go see it again. You know, maybe if you decide to go watch it in the theaters first, and then you know you still have the option to watch it on streaming, or if you liked it so much in streaming, but like you said, I didn't have the equipment for this, I didn't have the sound for this, I want the actual experience. I'm gonna go pay to go watch it in theaters, which I will because I'm gonna be more willing to pay a twelve dollar ticket. Rather than a fucking um, thirty dollar um, <laughs> one time fee um, to uh, make it available on my streaming, um, and you know, uh, Godzilla vs Kong might be that that movie where um, I watched it, I fucking loved it, or you know, maybe even hated it, be- just because of you know my sound is great, but like my screen sucks, my TV sucks. It's you know several years old. I would pay money to go watch it in the theaters to get that actual experience, and I'll probably. You know, even though I might be expecting something, I'll probably be blown away, or uh, you know, I'll because I'm watching it. Jay, any final thoughts on it as well, too, before we wrap it up? Um, just sad times, man. Sad times that you know we're going through this. Hey, I'll be the Debbie Downer, yeah, and I'll speak from the heart. It's just sad times that you know that some of this stuff, it's you know being affected nowadays you know movie theaters not only just movie theaters i'm a fucking sports head i love sports you know how sad it is when you sit here and you know i love watching my soccer games and everything and football basketball whatever and then you got virtual crowds you got cardboard cutouts you get what i'm saying it's sad times that we living in bro how society yeah it's facts bro <laughs> south park characters <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you would have told me this mm-hmm. shit, like from the future, is, I would have yeah, thought this you were fucking crazy. Shit, or you like, know, like I won't be surprised <laughs> if we're gonna get repo to genetic opera soon, man. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> yes, it's, yes. Yeah. Oh God, you and your shit. Y'all. We did, we did. This was not. Y'all, y'all blended. I mean, shit, yeah, I swear, it, it man. Sucks. Hopefully, you know. uh Hopefully, theaters can adapt. Hopefully, this is not the end of theaters because. Everything shared in unison among, you know, peers, friends, even random strangers is that much better, like you guys said, you know? So there's no better fucking experience. I was actually watching Endgame today on Disney Plus when Captain America picked up the hammer, the Mjolnir. It didn't feel the same because I remember watching that in the theaters and everybody losing their shit, that whole scene. And I'm just sitting here with the fucking dead space in my room like... Oh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yay. But in the theaters, I remember on release day, everybody lost their shit. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, they'll readapt, man, and survive. Because because it would suck. It would suck. Honestly. No, you make absolutely fantastic points. You know, whether it's you know going to watch Endgame and having the whole crowd in unison, you know, go crazy to see, you know, you know. To try to come out there, you know, the on your left oh, moment, yeah. and either you're having tears mm-hmm. or you're having excitement in one unison moment, everybody leaving satisfied. Or hell, if there's like three people in the audience watching Dragon Ball Super, you know, Broly, and people just getting mm-hmm. excited and losing their those three people, me included, just losing their shit to to see Vegeta turn Super Saiyan Red, God Red. Oh, yeah. Out of oh, nowhere, yeah. Maj- majestically, man. yes, yeah. yes. Or if it's even you know people like me and Jake just go out there and watch you know Hellboy, and knowing that we're gonna watch some shitty ass graphics, shitty ass yeah. storytelling, drunk yeah. as hell, but we have the best time in the world yeah. watching that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. 
Bro, now hold on. What movie were we watching? What movie were we watching where like Godzilla was playing next door and like it was like just like <laughs> such a slow, somber movie and all you hear in the and the next yeah. the next theater <laughs> over was like that had to either be Hellboy <laughs> like, or totally Midway. interfering with our movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be what Midway is the shit. Oh, watching, I think it, I think it was Midway. It shit, is... Like the cracking in the cupboard, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yo, you, you're always, yeah, I have the same taste. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is a Baba Duke, bro? Like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, but at the same token, like, it, it is sad that, you, you know, these, these awesome experiences that you have in cinema mm-hmm. is going through what it's going through right now. But, um, um, to kind of wrap up the conversation and kind of bring it to to its roots again, w- what Warner Brothers is doing, I think, is not the death of cinema. I don't think it's something that people are are, are like should be distraught about. I think you have an opportunity, you have a choice. Is it a game plan that they're trying to do? Yes. It, will it make sense from a year from now? We don't know. But at least, are they trying to do something different? I appreciate it. I appreciate the mm-hmm. fact that they have. <clears throat> something for everyone if you don't feel comfortable going to the theaters just yet you have it at home if you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. watching it at home you can go to the theater buy yourself and rent the theater out for 99 dollars and hopefully watch that movie and hopefully it's good as well too you know if you, extra butter extra butter extra butter you know what i mean if, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I, I i don't think this is the outrage <laughs> that people are thinking right now but is, is it an uncertain time for theaters definitely you know mm. is it sad to see regal is it sad to see you know amc and those big time budget theaters playing for bankruptcy and possibly not even be there two to three years from now yeah. yes it is horrible to see that but do i feel that there's going to be a resurgence do i feel like there's going to be a way for things to get better eventually definitely because we have seen we have seen cinema throughout you know a hundred years so far adapt and try to do different things and try to get better and see relevant hell you can still go out there and watch a movie like like lawrence from arabia still in a small theater and enjoy that same experience you don't stop it god leave. damn it you leave that movie alone <laughs> leave it to him yes it's yes, a fantastic fucking movie yeah. <laughs> you know but if you still find a magic in that <laughs> Oh, but you, you know, 60 years later, and enjoy it in 2020, 2021, <clears throat> beyond, there is magic still to be made in cinema, in theaters. The magic is still there. Yeah, I'm so done. But that's, 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 that's time for another, that, that could be another conversation, bro, because, um, you know, li- literally you were asking, like, why haven't these production companies just sat here and came up with new ideas to try to be innovative? You know, it, it it just fucking goes that Lawrence of Arabia goes hand in hand with like eighties music. The quality was much different back then. <clears throat> yeah. You feel me? So it, it's just mm-hmm. But you know what I think I what I think the root of it is though is seeing the headline, especially seeing that headline here in twenty twenty, is making yes. people feel like they're gonna be stuck in their it's, it, you know, in this situation through all of twenty twenty one. And I think mm-hmm. that's really that's oh, what it is. It's a fear mongering um, tactic. It's like a belief it's, that's what it, that's future what it is. when that's it's really not. So it's, it's just rough. it's all straight like, fear mongering. I have my opinions. I don't I, I'm not gonna deep that, but do you know what it does to human beings and the psyche when you get on fucking Google, Yahoo, wherever the fuck you get your shit? fear-mongering you sit here and, and hear big bold letters we fucked up we let the pandemic get out of hand oh my god 
bro, it's all fear mongering tactics. So of course people are gonna sit here and say, like, bro, this shit could carry over to 2022. I don't know. Am I gonna go be able to see a game? Am I gonna be able to sit safe in a movie theater? It, it, it's all fear mongering tactics, but I apologize. I apologize. No, you're good, brother. I like <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll holster this. I'll holster this. Ooh, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's wild open. Why was Wyatt Earp over here with the pistol and the Luga? <laughs> Just shoot it off. I love it. I love it. Um, and, and Jake, uh, I know you had a couple of final words. What were you saying as well, too? I mean, no, that was it. It's 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 when it went, you know, after having this whole conversation, you know, it, it just clicked in my head is honestly, that's what it is. Um, I, I, I love, I think that this is, uh, you know, what Warner Bros. is doing is, mm-hmm. is the first step into thinking ahead into the future. Um, and I think people need, uh, you know, and I, I honestly think it's going to work. It's going to work in their benefit. Um, I think that, you know, when it does, um, everyone needs to see it and everyone needs to um, take that and, and, you know, adapt with it too. Um, it's, it's, you know, 2021, you know, while it might be better, I mean, I think we might still find ourselves in the same situation here, but uh, we should have learned a lot from 2020 and going into 2021, you know, use the knowledge that we've gained, use what we've learned. Yeah, yeah I, I you know, agree. Take I what agree. we've adapted. If there's to one thing that I've seen over make the it last better. couple of years, things like Hulu, things like Netflix, um, Amazon Hulu, Hulu, <laughs> you know, Amazon Prime, <laughs> hell, even YouTube, you know, <laughs> things are not dead. Like TV is not, you know, the, you know, the, the making a show is not dead. You can still make money. Actors can still get paid. Productions can still be made. You know, no. things can still look fantastic on a streaming service. You know, things like Netflix, you know, like um, Stranger Things have proved that things like, um, help even read vibe the show look at sci-fi sci-fi is making a huge resurgence again look at sci-fi um star trek you know discovery <laughs> it, you know for i know a lot of people can't yeah, it watch really it is. because it's on you know uh, what is it um uh, is it on peacock or no it's on something else right it's on cbs it's on chiller <laughs> um, i don't want i don't, I don't, I don't want to see fucking shark uh, hey hey how uh, dare you shark nato is a fucking classic <laughs> all six of them uh, um <laughs> Look at that whole six setup. There you go. That's the problem, bro. Quanti- quantity over quality. That's what's missing nowadays. Quality, bro. Like you got fucking six sharnados. There's quality bro. in there. There's this tarot reed with, with a chainsaw arm. It's fantastic. I'm There's nothing wrong with that. Now you got. Now you got me thinking about. <laughs> The raptor. What was that? What was that one movie? The raptor priest. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) You're talking to a guy who loves the Toxic Avenger, Cannibal It's fucking nature. Like I don't give a fuck out. D movies are my life. Okay, so you can give me that all day. But wait, but you did never saw Chud. But you never yeah. saw like, Chud. Like, well, you like William Shatner. Yes, I did. Yes. Past tense. The velocity. That's the guy I've heard in my the life. The pastor. That's what it's called. It's called uh, the velocity. Yeah, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Let's wrap so this you want to w- hear my next podcast uh, reviewing the velocity pastor? <laughs> Frank, <laughs> you can definitely you. join us on here on Pop Culture Fanatics. This podcast is actually. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I was I was kidding, no. bro. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's house. gonna happen now. <laughs> this is gonna be a next review on nothing to watch. Velocity rap pastor. <laughs> Velocipaster, I'm so done. <laughs> Wait, before we wrap this up, what is Velocipaster about? Yeah, give us a synopsis. Please, please read the synopsis for us right now. 
Yeah, please. Oh, please I have please. no fucking clue. No. Uh, <clears throat> no, do, you got to do it in the day. After losing his parents, he's trapped in China. <laughs> no. No, no, he's, I, I, he's no. preparing himself. Let him. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He is. He is. <laughs> well, well, while we talk, Jay. Oh, yes. Jack Sparrow. After losing his parents, the priest travels to China where he inherits a mystery. So ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. <laughs> at, at, at first horrified by his new power, <laughs> a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> and he asks himself one question. Do you, you see, you just, this is an original Jack idea, Sparrow. and this works. So, I don't see any flaw in this whatsoever. Hookers, transformation, priests and dinosaurs, tell me the dinosaur, and ninjas? <laughs> ninjas and ninjas? Tell me the dinosaur performs the exorcism. This and ninjas. That's, with his little raptor claws, like, ah. The power of rock compels you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's part three. Alan, what's that little thing they do? <laughs> bro, you got you gotta check this fish up, bro. It's be the next like... review, everybody. Bro, Velocipaster better give us like some kind of like bro. like money for this for this plug that we're giving it. <laughs> no, no. Bro, bro. <laughs> This is almost this is almost as bad. What was that movie when Mike Tyson fought? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, that's a good movie too. What are you um, talking about? <laughs> bro, <laughs> yeah. Yo, my son is like he. Yo, oh, oh, yes, oh, leap, this is up your alley. You leap for the imagination. It will come. <laughs> well, guys, if if you're interested in all that stuff right there, please um, reach out to us on Facebook at Pop Culture Fanatics. Go reach us on Twitter at uh, PCF Podcast, as well as on Instagram at PCF P- PCF Podcast as well too. Um, this podcast is on every podcast station from Apple Podcasts to iHeartRadio, Spotify, and of course Anchor. If you guys feel generous go ahead and click on the anchor link for this podcast and there is a patreon right there so if you want to donate a penny if you want to donate a dollar or hell fifty dollars for this comedic performance that we're having right here jake right now for his davy jones impression is fantastic right now you know um go ahead and donate as much as possible but if you guys just want to chill out with us and enjoy our barbershop conversations about life and everything right now please like subscribe review anything comment give us some feedback that will be fantastic i'm gonna throw jake first jake where can people find you if they want to talk to uh you about velocipaster or chud or or (laughs) how you hate musicals (laughs) davy jones um yeah so definitely um you know you can always find me um as with the pop culture fanatics gang it's always a pleasure to be here um literally some of the best people (laughs) i've ever met in my life one who i've never met in person jay and i'll keep saying that but we have that connection bro um honestly and um if you want to check out some of the uh basically listen to me talk shit um you can always uh, find me on anxiety and i live which is available on all platforms uh you know 
Anchor being my main, um, as well as Spotify. And if you just want to see um, all my uh, glam yeah, shots, yeah. you can always find me on uh, Instagram. JCB underscore A L X N D R Jacob Alexander. Oh, um, word. <laughs> 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 Listen to like 30 seconds at the end of the podcast. You're mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't think I topped that right here. He, he, he promotes the podcast, even though he doesn't look at the content that's on the damn page, Jake. Uh, Jay, if if people want to talk to you about uh, Venom as a Mac, and to talk to you about all things gaming, where mm-hmm. can people find you? Yeah, I can find me at my Instagram, which is all to, altogether Sun Eater One A. You can find me at my Twitter, which is the same handle Sun Eater One A. Yes, that is the my hero. What Academia Jake? Reference. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did that recently change, or was that no, always was, was that <laughs> always your 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 name on Instagram? <laughs> okay, no, I was I was literally confused as fuck, bro. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, "It's happening already." It looks like Jay, but I don't think that's him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Russians, the Russians. Everybody from like my father to you to one of my homegirls, she was like, "Wait a minute, who the fuck is this man in my DM?" <laughs> Should have played it off. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I was like, surprise. Yeah, but no, I changed that. I changed it recently, so my Twitter and my Instagram is all together Sun Eater One A. Um, yeah, if you guys like, I'll, I'll do a quick shape plug. If you guys like MMA, you know, and all this craziness, Val and I, you know, hit up the Kimura Chronicles. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That podcast is everywhere. Video games, LSG podcast. Um, that's the Instagram handle, and the podcast is everywhere Spotify and Apple and stuff like that. So, yeah, those are my plugs. <laughs> um, Elite Wrestling Audio, where you can find me and Jay as well, too. If you want to get your pro wrestling on, you can find us at oh, EWA yeah. Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. And of course, on Facebook, it has a page as well, too, at Elite Wrestling Audio. And of course, if you want to talk to me, scream at me and bark at me how how wrong I am or how wrong we are and how positive we feel about this Warner Brothers decision, um, at me at uh, Twitter at Lucha Val Cisco. You can find me on Instagram at Lucha Val. Oh, I mean Lucha Val. I'm not, now I'm going to change mine. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Val Cisco. And of course, right here in Pop Culture Fanatics, where I hang out with the best people in the world. We have our interesting opinions, and we just go to town having fun, brother. Yeah. Brothers. Yay. Brothers. Yeah. One thing before I leave it off, I don't want to get should. the last you word should. in. I apologize, Val. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But somebody gave Brody's reviews for the last <laughs> password. Somebody wrote, Bro, I'm reading them as we're doing our plugs. Five stars. Nothing but five stars, honestly. And somebody wrote, a fantastic experience would highly recommend it as a substitute for cocaine. I'm like, what? <laughs> Owning this, buying this on TV. <laughs> what? Yo, yeah, do a review, bro, because everything I'm looking at is five stars. And it goes back to almost. Jake, where did you ago, find this? So where, where the hell did you find know, this yeah. movie? 
Yeah. He has he, a special edition. He, he struck. He struck. I just saw somebody yeah, talking about it on gold. Facebook. I've really got really happy for a second. I was yeah, like, Jake, you like the dinosaur movies? Have you ever heard of called Carnosaur? <laughs> Let me give you a synopsis right here off the head, top of my head. The evil scientist finds a way to produce no. dinosaurs by using humans to give birth to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did it came out? Wow. 1993. You know what else came out in 1993? Jurassic Park. Oh. Obliterated that movie. And you know what the selling point for that movie was? Um, I forget her name. Um, I forget both of their names. Uh, Laura Dern. She's the chick that plays... Um, no, 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 no. Laura Dern is the is the Mrs. to Alan Grant. Oh, no! In the original Jurassic Park. The selling point to that movie is, in Carnosaur, we don't have Laura Dern, but we have Laura Dern's mom, and she's gonna do it up yes. in this movie! <laughs> yes. Mm, so she's giving birth it's to the bachelor. so dinosaur, good. Like, there's this, like, is. little puppet dinosaur with cheapy fucking arms that comes out of his stomach, and it is the best thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's a horrible movie, guys. Go check yeah, it out. Yeah, look at but, that both of you guys i think ah! yes yeah, so until the next one guys i appreciate all this conversation yeah. these fun shenanigans until that we time. do it's been real until the next one gentlemen <laughs> later everybody take care and later jake and later Bob. <laughs> <laughs>